0: Edition of Stacking Wood with Josh and Travis Wyman. We're back after our long hiatus, <laughs> but now we're back talking to one another once again. And I'm living in Los Angeles, and now Josh, you're living in Boston now, isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. Hey everyone, we're back. Sorry we took that break. I went to school for a while, but uh, now we're back and we're going to keep the podcast going. So, yeah, you're, you're very smart now, right? I'm a lot smarter uh, than I was four months ago. That's for sure. Uh, at computer programming, <clears throat> I keep picturing that your course was pretty much you sit in a dentist chair and a man plugged a thing into the back of your head, and then you suddenly your eyes got wide and you went, "I know kung fu." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I wish. <laughs> I wish that's how it went. Um, it was at, Yeah, it actually took a lot of studying and staying up late. So I wish that there was just a cable in the back of my head that uploaded. Yeah, by the way, for those that don't know, I was referencing The Matrix, the movie The Matrix, when Keanu Reeves has something, a big cable plugged into his head and learns Kung Fu instantly. Good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, that's good, though, Josh. I'm glad you learned new skills to keep up with this new economy that's shifting rapidly uh, more towards uh, technological things, you know? You're going to leave Neanderthals like me behind. We're not going to leave you behind, Travis. We're just going to we're just going to work on some other stuff. You can work on making people laugh and I'll work on uh making the next Airbnb. Could you please though if you ever end up working at Boston Dynamics, could you put a line of code in there so that the robot If there is a Terminator 2 type scenario where the the robots are just shooting the laser guns at everybody, at the rebels, (laughs) could you put a line of code into the robot so that when it sees my face, it scans it and it goes, friend? Yeah. No, I'll I'll definitely do that. I'll do that for everyone that I like. And I like you, so you're going to get that
1: protection. Yeah.
0: I'll be looking up at it. I'll have soot all over my face. (laughs) with my little jammed rifle yeah (laughs) and the big monstrous robot will just go friend and keep walking Mm -hmm. yeah that's right everyone that gives this podcast a review i'll uh enter a line of code into the robot that will save you in the future so uh give us a like on on itunes sounds good yeah we're on all the platforms google play itunes yeah, maybe Sp- I think Spotify. I don't know. Everywhere, lots of things. But yeah, yeah it's good to see you again. It uh, yeah, you kind of went underground for a while there. Yeah, well, it was a, that coding stuff. It was an intense program. It was eighteen weeks, and it was eight weeks remote, and then ten weeks in person. And it was eight hours in the classroom every day, and then probably four hours of homework at night mm-hmm. during a you know a five day week and then i'd usually take saturday off to just do something besides stare at a computer screen and then sunday i'd start working again so it was a little isolating but uh, it was an effective way to learn a lot of stuff so i i recommend a coding boot camp if you want to learn stuff quickly but Mm. yeah so although if you ended up working on red dead redemption 3 you probably wouldn't see anyone either. <laughs> Did you hear about that in the news? like all the the um developers worked long, hard hours? Oh yeah, the during crunch time. Yeah, the video game I've heard the video game industry is kind of brutal the way they treat the developers. Because uh, it's considered cool to work on a video game, so they kind of, they don't pay them as well and they overwork them. Because you you could say, I worked on Red Dead Redemption instead of just sitting in a cubicle working on a database or something, which is less sexy. Mm -hmm. So they can't, you know, they can't abuse you because you're like, I'm just in a cubicle. Uh, Mm -hmm. But working for Rockstar Games, they can kind of be like, hey, it's a cool, we got a bouncy ball for you to sit on. Why don't you sit on it for 80 hours? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Until your butt starts to form to the contour of the bouncy ball Yeah uh, So, uh, yeah, we always talk about weather I know it's like the thing people talk about when there's nothing else to talk about But I think that's a big part of the show here You know, because we're on opposite sides of the coast That's like our whole thing Yeah A brother on each side of the coast of America So how how is it going in Boston? Like, how's the weather? It's pretty cold it's been, yeah, it's just been cold. It snowed once down in Boston. It's snowing quite a lot up in Vermont and northern New Hampshire. Uh, but, yeah, we're just burning that natural gas in our apartment in Medford to just uh, heat the radiators. You know, it's just... Oh, the LA Auto Show is happening right now. Remember when we went to that? hmm And we get some... It was almost like being at a sporting mm-hmm. event. We got cups of plastic cups of beer and then sat in Volvo wagons and saw the new electric stuff. Yeah, are you going to go to it? Uh, I might. I've heard the Volvo display is kind of cool because you sit in a chair with uh, virtual reality goggles on and then you see the inside of a new car that they're thinking of building. Oh, that'd be cool. Speaking of events, didn't you, you went to a wrestling match a little while ago, didn't you? Oh yeah, Mike Carlson invited me to go see some uh pwg is the name of the organization wrestling in downtown los angeles and we were in an old kind of ornate ornate theater where they would have movies and plays probably but then they just set up uh, a wrestling ring like wwf in the middle and then just folding plastic chairs kind of organized around it and then it was first come first serve when you sit down and uh it was a lot of fun yeah there were some other ucb people there uh, like Mike Mitchell and stuff. But (laughs) when they started wrestling, I thought it would be, you know, like normal wrestling, nothing too crazy. But then they started wrestling and they'd get up on the turnbuckle and uh, they'd they'd slam someone all the way down onto the canvas from the turnbuckle. But then other times the security people would – It was almost like a pattern. They'd get to one side of the ring where they thought a wrestler was going to be thrown outside the ring. And then they would tell people to kind of part like the Red Sea and get out of the way. And then the wrestlers would just throw each other high in the air down into the chairs. And it was just a cement floor. And these wrestlers would like go from maybe 15 feet up in the air and just somehow fall down into the chairs and be okay. And I kept cringing. I was like, someone's going to break a femur or something. Yeah, but uh, no one did. I don't know how they did it. Maybe they like can turn in the air last minute and land on a chair or something. But who was your favorite character that was wrestling that night? Um, Well, there were two. There was one guy called the Puma King, and he had like a. There were two luchadors, and the Puma King had a luchador mask on and little ears and like kind of like fluffy white frills around his uh, suit and the the puma king he was a big guy and he took on two smaller luchadors and uh i think the puma king ended up winning but it was a pretty epic match <laughs> like they they did one thing where they got right in the middle and started slapping each other in the luchador masks i guess that's like a thing that the luchas do and the fans were yelling lucha lucha <laughs> like the the fans that were there, and then the, it was just like smack, 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 and it was just a flurry of smacks, and they were weren't giving an inch to each other. It was like two, <laughs> two intense people slapping each other in the were face. Were they hard. really slapping each other? Yeah, you could hear the slaps like <laughs> reverberate through the whole thing, <laughs> and everyone would get up and cheer like standing ovation, like uh. once they reached their apex of slapping, and then one of them, I think. Threw the other one into the ropes and then body slammed him or clotheslined him. But it was a it was a fun night. I didn't know what how it was going to be, but it was a lot of fun. That's cool. Yeah, we went to a uh, one year old's birthday party, which was quite an experience because um, the one year old was uh, was sick. She had you know just caught something at daycare, and uh, she is very happy. You know, she didn't know it was her birthday, but she was having a good time. All her little friends came over, you know, the parents brought other one-year-olds and one-and-a-half-year-olds to her party, and uh, they were all kind of getting along, but there was this one boy, and he was, like, pulling on people's hair, and he pushed a stroller into another kid, and he's just causing a ruckus, and he was just <laughs> making... You know, they were mellow babies, but uh, this one... I guess he's a toddler he's walking around and stuff uh, but he was just causing mayhem oh this is in Vermont yeah but it was a besides that little guy it was a really a really mellow party no I went to a one-year old party oh right yeah the other day went, was yeah Fiona's uh you know little nephew teo he had his one-year. Birthday and it was cool. He his birthday fell right around Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving this year, so they get got him a cake that looked like a turkey. So I thought that was pretty funny. It was an ice cream cake that looked like a turkey. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the weird thing about toddler parties is you kind of just pick parents because they are friends with your kids. So you have to be friends with parents because your kids like each other. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like friends you you aren't choosing to hang out with. Uh, yeah, which is not what you're saying. Was there a bunch of lame people there? No, they're all nice people. You know, nice Vermont <laughs> people. <I> had, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Where was this? Was this up in Burlington? It, Where was it? Burlington? Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was all nice, nice people. What 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 cr- happened? That was crazy. What was like a some drama at this party? Just uh, there's no drama. It's just mellow. That's what Burlington is mellow. How's it down in Boston? Do you live near any uh, local Boston people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, all the, <laughs> What do you mean? Yeah, all the people. We live in Medford. Uh, well, I mean people that have lived there for like generations, you know. Yeah. That's what, well, it's a, it's a mix because we live near Tufts University, so there's a lot of students renting rooms and apartments in our neighborhood. But then, of course, there are, you know, houses who have been, uh, they've been owned by people for a long time and you can tell mm-hmm. that it's a funny thing on the street because the houses that have people who own them are fully decorated with christmas lights and then the ones mm-hmm. that are subdivided like the three levels are all renters they don't mm-hmm. decorate the outside with lights because you know you can't coordinate that with the landlord and We're not, you know, paying the electric bill. So we can't just drape a ton of lights on the porch and everything. So you can Mm -hmm. very distinctly see who is the, you know, old school. Who the invaders are. We're the invaders, yeah. 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 But, I mean, people have been invading Medford for the past 40 years because they're renting rooms as they go to Tufts, you know. So it's not like, it's not that new. You could just be Tufts student. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you are a student. Yep. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean there is some hardcore gentrification going on in Somerville though, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know whatever. I, am I a part of it? I don't know. I'm just renting. Josh, ra- what would what would really help you get a good tech job is if you start dressing like Steve Jobs. If you get a black turtleneck and don't wear a belt with your jeans. Mm-hmm. Just go to every interview, job interview you have like that. And, you know, they'll chuckle. They'll be like, you dress like Steve Jobs. That's ridiculous. But they'll remember you. Did he tuck his turtleneck into his jeans? Yeah, yeah. He tucked that black turtleneck right in so that you could see there was no belt holding his pants up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I feel like you'd see that in Silver Lake. If you went down there tomorrow, you'd probably see that going on. (laughs) on a personal level I don't know what it is but I can't wear pants with belt loops without a belt in it because it feels like something is missing (laughs) And and plus like if you don't have jeans on like jeans are strong but if you have dress pants on and try to do that I don't know if you're a very slender person it's not a problem but I'm a little hardier and if it's just the button holding the top of the pants together when I bend over I'm like that's putting a lot of strain on that one button with no belt to help it out, yeah, know, to team up with the button, it's not structurally sound. No, I and it just doesn't feel right having no. I know I people do it, but I just I like having a belt. You know, I, I did it uh, when I was going to my coding boot camp. One day, I accidentally went in without a belt on, uh, but my sweatshirt covered up the fact. So. It, yeah, but it does. It feels weird. <laughs> it's fine to do. I know people that do it. Yeah, it feels weird all day though. You're like, are people going to notice? I didn't. I didn't put a belt. I didn't put a damn belt on. <laughs> I went out of the house without a damn belt. I'm trying to think of anything else that feels as weird as that to me. And I think the only other thing would be wearing shoes with no socks. Like if I put on any kind of shoes with no socks, it just doesn't feel right. But what about mismatched socks? Like you put on. I don't mind that as much unless it's one low cut and one high cut. That's kind of weird to me. But if it's two different brands of the same height, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I think the low cut socks with pants is kind of weird. You know, like you're wearing mm-hmm. dark pants with low cut white socks in your shoes. It's kind of eh, I don't mind, especially if it's just a casual thing. You know, what? What do you mean? No, but at work, like if you have uh, someone at work has dress shoes on with low cut socks and pants. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of that's weird. Why, have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen that. Wait, who does that? I don't know. It's probably some t- temp job I did in Boston when I moved back. Someone was doing mm-hmm. that. You know, actually, if you're listening and you like to do that, that's fine. But I think it looks weird. Just consider <laughs> consider that someone might think it looks weird. But don't stop if you don't want mm. to. Because well, live your best life. I hope... Um, I hope you find something good, Josh. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for jobs right now. So I, I'm out of school. I'm a unemployed man, just looking for a job in the city. Um, mm. So yeah. you should like on the waterfront. You should get a steel hook, drape it over your shoulder, and head down to the, uh, the harbor. Yeah, the digital harbor of the internet. Yeah. That's what drape the laptop over your back and head down to the digital harbor. Yeah, there's just a bunch of uh, people, bunch of guys with beards and like, uh, you know, skinny jeans on with laptops over their shoulders, and they're like, "We need four today, four to build an application for TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor needs four developers." Come on! You know what? So it's uh, what's funny though. You said uh, skinny jeans. It's funny. GQ ran an article this past week saying that boot j- cut jeans are making a possible comeback, yeah. and it showed a man with a sad face with boot j- cut jeans on. And people online were writing comments like "Call the police" and stuff like. That. Well, I don't know. I used to. I, I owned a pair of boot cut jeans back in the day, back in two thousand three. You know. Plus, yeah, if you, I don't know. Did you watch uh, Adam Sandler's Netflix special? Uh No. He's got a new one out where it's like an hour and a half or whatever, and he plays the guitar, he does fun songs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and does stand-up too. But I just uh, like how he looks so comfortable the whole time. He's just got loose pants on and, like, you know, like a hockey jersey or something like that. Yeah, and it's comfortable. He just, yeah, he just looks, it's very comfortable. I I like wearing kind of looser pants. Well, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I've been going to developer meetups. You know that site Mm meetup.com? Yeah. uh, So you just go and you write code and they give you free pizza and beer. And it's kind of just a way to meet other developers and stuff. But yeah, no, they've been good. It's interesting. You get to see the different offices around town. And yeah, there's some really smart people in Boston. Oh, it's funny. Sammy, our younger brother had a baby October 6th and she turned two today two months not to date date the podcast you mean two, but, uh, two months uh, two oh two months yeah, yeah. she's two months old mm-hmm. she's real cute so it's, it's very cool her name's ren and she's smiling a lot now from the pictures i see so mm-hmm. i'll be sending her five dollars and a birthday card the rest of her life now yeah. yeah or maybe i'll factor in inflation i don't know no just keep sending five i think until she's 18 mm-hmm. that'll be good i'm gonna be home around christmas uh unless i book one of these auditions uh then I might not be able to come back until a little later, but yeah, i will see ya. I did two auditions today and one yesterday, so it's been getting kind of busy right before Christmas. Yeah, so auditions are weren't ever my favorite thing, but sometimes they're a fun time, like if, like if they go well. Yeah, I mean, they were okay today, so yeah. Did they go good. all right? How did you feel about them? I think they were decent, you know. You can't really read too much into it. I had I had a good time so yeah that's that's good that's good well that's a good sign because you know Mm -hmm. sometimes they can the person running the camera could be like harsh or you know kind of like yeah well no in that sense everyone was like really relaxed and friendly today oh that's good there was no hostility yeah that's good yeah well I'm glad and also yeah you could just drive around uh, in the middle of the day right because it's your day off so Yeah. yeah So that was good. It was kind of nice. Like, it would be fun to have it be a full time job to just drive around in the middle of the day to audition. <laughs> yeah. Just drive. Although, uh, from what I hear, it's not that happy. And, like, for some reason, big famous people get depressed. But, you know, I guess I just have to figure that out on my own. Yeah. Uh, you just they're like, it's not that fun having millions of dollars and lots of free time. It really sucks. <laughs> It's really bad. You have to experience it before you know, but maybe it's the whole, like, cage zoo animal thing where everyone knows who you are wherever you walk in the world. Maybe that's it. Yeah, I don't know. That seems kind of fun. I know. I, I don't know. I personally don't know the downside, but maybe someday I will. Who's the guy mm. that plays Ron Swanson? What's his name? That actor? Nick Offerman. I think Nick Offerman. Yeah, he, he just gets in the wood shop every day, and he, like, builds a canoe or something, so... He seems pretty happy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Seems ad- adjusted. Maybe it only happens to the younger people because their minds haven't crystallized yet into the world. So they're easily depressed by things or they think things are the end of the world, you know, one way or the other. Whereas if you're an older person that makes it, you're just like, I already ah, I'm a fully formed person now. Like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> this beats digging a ditch by a long shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that it, it does, yeah. Um, although, what's his name? Rodney Dangerfield didn't become well known till he was older, and he had a lot of stuff going on. But maybe he would have either way, you know. No matter where he worked, you know. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm I'm gonna watch is uh the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. It's funny. It's it's a Joel and Ethan Cohen movie, Cohen brothers film, but it's on Netflix. So at first, it surprised me. I didn't realize it was a Cohen brothers film, yeah, but it's like six mini stories all in a row, in the Wild West. Oh, that was I heard. Uh, I heard on NPR that that movie was shot in digital, uh, and it's their first movie they shot digitally, and that's not in film. Oh, yeah, hmm. and they yeah, I like the Coens. Well, it's funny. Uh, recently, Tom Cruise on the set of shooting the new top gun film he did a psa where he tells viewers um how to turn off this auto mode that tries to smooth the blurring Mm -hmm. of films but it ends up making it look weird and i don't know strange and cheap yeah um so people can turn this off so that the <clears throat> frames can actually blur like old fashioned frames and make the film look the way it was intended. Yeah. Cause people were just watching films with this, like, you know, when you watch a film and it's super high crisp, but it looks odd. Yeah. The, the motion smoothing is not, that's not how the film's intended to be seen. It's, it makes it look like a soap opera. That's what yeah. our, our, on some, on some TVs, our, I, I, not all TVs, our parents but like the did, really new TVs. Yeah. Our parents have that turned on all the time. And, um, uh, I I, I think I tried to turn it off one time uh, because it makes things Mm -hmm. look weird. Well, yeah, it's funny with the new, yeah, this new technology. You see, it's like being at a high school dance and having the lights turn on really bright at the end of the dance, only that's the whole movie. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so that was good that they did that PSA. Mm Mm-hmm. That Tom, Tom Cruise movie, that'll be funny. I, I don't know the plot of it, but he and uh, Val Kilmer are going to be flying jets again. Only I think they're instructors now. Oh, Val Kilmer's in it? Yeah, Iceman's back. He got in shape. and uh, Oh, good. He doesn't look quite as youthful as Tom Cruise, but they're still, you know, they can still look like they can fly jets. Did you, uh, speaking of people having a different appearance, have you seen... Um, The new movie, the trailer for Vice with uh, Christian Bale as Dick Cheney. Uh, It was directed by Mm -hmm. Adam McKay and it's up for a bunch of Golden Globes. Uh, Yeah, it's it's got Sam Rockwell and like all these A list uh, actors in it. Yeah, it looks, the trailer's really cool and uh, it looks like it'd be really entertaining, but it's kind of like, uh, you know, our friend Jack talks about how certain media outlets kind of romanticize these evil people. And I kind of feel Mm -hmm. like it's making Dick Cheney look cool. You know, like like the way (laughs) SNL makes Donald Trump look like a lovable goofball when he's actually like an evil man. I think that this movie is making Dick Cheney look look cool, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, or the way the wolf of Wall Street um, made uh, Bellsford Jordan Belfort look cool. Jordan Belfort looked like a cool guy, but he really like cheated a lot of people out of a lot of money, like a lot of. Yeah, he wrecked a bunch of lives, and Dick (laughs) Dick Cheney killed a bunch of... He was the reason a bunch of Iraqis died, you know? Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. uh, now he's, he's kind of this cool... Like, the trailer's literally playing a song by the killers that's like, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. And, you know, like... Who's the man with the plant? And it's like Dick Cheney. Wait, so do you think you're going to view him as a cool... Is he the protagonist? Like, he's the hero of the movie in a weird way? Yeah, he's kind of like... He's the main character. And, you know, they're trying to expose him for being an evil person, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I need to see the movie. But the trailer makes him look like a hero. And it's kind of Mm like, oh, what the hell? He's not... Mm -hmm. I there you know, this might be controversial for, to listen... I mean, come on listeners, let's all agree Dick Cheney is an evil man. He he mm-hmm. he profited a lot from his warmongering. Well, w- one thing that's interesting is they show the hunting scene where he blasted that guy in the chest. Yeah. And, and it's... I think uh, McKay, the director, he took the stance that I have, which is he intentionally raised up his shotgun and shot the guy right in the chest on purpose. <laughs> because, like, if you read up on that on on wikipedia i forgot who it was i I don't know i can't remember all the details but it was like some guy but anyways from he claimed that they were just walking around like hunting birds and then he turned from a far distance away and cheney was accidentally shot him in the chest but the amount that the pellet's embedded in the guy's chest it was much closer range than cheney said it was yeah (laughs) and then and then the guy ended up uh, making a statement in front of the hospital when he felt good enough that, to apologize to Cheney, he apologized to Cheney for getting in the way. So it was obviously like some kind of weird power move, you know. I guess, yeah. I, like I'm going to shoot you in the chest, then you're going to apologize to me for it about it. You know. I guess I don't know wh- why. I don't know their relationship, yeah. but it seemed odd. I yeah. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, uh, you know, so. Well, I'll have to wait till the movie comes yeah. out. I think it comes out like right around Christmas. But yeah. yeah, I think it's it's probably a good movie. I definitely want to see it. I'm just uh, it's a little weird to make these guys look like heroes. I think. Do you think uh, McKay's ever going to do a funny film again? I think this movie's kind of funny in parts because it has Steve Carell in it. Well, yeah. Well, that, I guess that's true. Like any good drama. F- has like comedy mixed all into it it has everything in a way it's almost just like a more well-rounded comedy in a way a good drama yeah like bigger payoff laughs Mm -hmm. so i guess you could say that comedies are lazy dramas (laughs) (laughs) yeah they just cut out all of the meaty uh relationships no a good comedy has drama though I'm but try- uh, maybe you'll do another Talladega Nights, you know. Yeah, that someday. has some good drama around the dinner table. Uh. Or Step Brothers, too. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else has happened. Um, well, you were in Boston when the Red Sox won the World Series, so that was probably fun. Oh, that old thing? There's a little, there's a little tavern, up, a tavern on the hill near you. It's called something else now from when I actually lived in the neighborhood you're in right now. Yeah. Back in, like, 2013. Yeah. We took your statue down, mm-hmm. so... <laughs> You're near where uh, Whitey Bulger is old if you go up over the winter Hill and to the right there's a it's a church now but it used to be an auto garage where you'd kill people Oh really Wait on Winter Hill yep right off Broadway if you go right over the hump and take a right there's like this little cinder block church and uh it's probably near that new hipster brewery now but like he used to kill people in that auto garage you know? oh oh shoot wow em. I didn't even know that. Wow, so close. Well, because the Winter Hill gang—that was his gang—and they'd all hang out on Winter Hill. Yeah. Well, that uh, that happened then, I guess. Yeah, but that was when he was younger, and then they'd go down to Southie to do other stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, you're right in it. I like Boston. You know, it's a good town. Yeah. Did you go see the parade? The duck boat parade with all the Red Sox sitting in the duck boats. Yeah, I was actually in class. Um, But I took 20 minutes to walk out on the street and they were shooting red and blue confetti for the Red Sox off the duck boats and it was raining down in downtown Boston off the common. So I was as I was walking towards the parade route, there was just confetti raining down from the sky and it it was like a movie and it was real. It was fun. It's crazy. Yeah, like the Red Sox won right when we moved back and then the Patriots won a few years later. Uh, So I saw two parades. Well, I didn't see the Red Sox parade, but there were two parades from the time that we lived there for three years that I was there. And then that you got one just now. (laughs) It's like you can't go more than two years in Boston without some kind of championship parade. Yeah. Lately. Sorry about the World Series, but uh, you're still a Red Sox fan. Come on. You're not into the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny when it happened. The Red Sox came here, but I actually went back to Boston when... The Red Sox were in LA playing the World Series. Mm-hmm. So, what are your plans for the weekend? You're going to hang around the neighborhood? I'm going to get a Christmas tree and put it near the window so that people on the street can see that we celebrate uh, the holidays, even though we don't own this house. We got some lights in it. And uh, mm-hmm. what else are we going to do? Uh, oh, you should go to a little tree place in Alston. Is that a good place? Yeah, that's where Lindsay and I used to get them. In Alston? Yeah. Oh, although I guess that was closer to where we were. But yeah, I mean, I'll just go. Probably, yeah, we'll probably just go to a parking lot with a pre-cut tree because you can't really. There aren't tree farms down here, I don't think. Or drive up to Franconia Notch with an axe. Yeah. Well, when I was in New Hampshire the or Northern New Hampshire the other weekend, I was thinking uh, I should have cut one down. But but yeah, so we're just going to get a tree and kind of stay low key, and then um, put on your holiday, Dicky. Uh, yeah. And then uh, you know we're doing something, and then it's Christmas. I gotta get gifts. It's so hard to choose who and who not to give gifts to. Because if you give gifts to everyone in your family and extended family, especially when it starts to grow and mushroom out, it really adds up. You should go. So, you have to have, go down to the garment district and get us all fake Louis Vuitton leather jackets. You know, I do. I think that's funny. It's funny. You can get funny jokes like that, but then sometimes it, there's like a tipping point where it's almost like giving garbage to people that they're just going to throw away. Well, if you, <laughs> so, if you got me a fake Louis Vuitton wallet, I would probably use it, or a mm-hmm. fake Louis Vuitton set of pants. Maybe just just go down there. I don't think you can get that down there, can you? I know they have like fake Louis Vuitton purses down there and lots of fabrics in big sheets you can buy. But you can, There's a lot of fake stuff down there. I think it's worth a trip down to the. Maybe I will, or maybe I'm getting home a little earlier if I don't book any of these commercials. So I can just then I don't have to haul stuff on the plane. You know, I can just get stuff in Boston. Yeah. Or we could just call a presence truce and we don't get presents for each other. Because <laughs> when that. you think about it, we're just sort of, you know, well, I guess it's the thought that counts, but it's like it kind of nulls out. Like we almost could just buy the things ourselves and call it truce. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I <laughs> had a big lathe like dad, I'd just make a bunch of. I think he's working on some uh, bowls and things, so. Yeah. yeah. He does nice work, you know? I'm always happy yeah. to open a Robert Wyman original yeah his bowls are really good it'd be cool he, he made me a cup see this cup right here oh that's nice wait did he mail that to you he made it i think he made it for me right before i drove out here oh hey, hey i wanted like what i don't have a cool little pencil cup like that there's some bark well, on that you know i was i was taking the big trip to uh uh, expand the family name out west you know so he <laughs> gave me that for spirit and then he uh, we made a shifter knob for the old sob together yeah out of some birch do you ever um, see that i um, actually town? saw that sob drive i did i saw it yesterday where is it in silver Lake? it was driving past me on this in santa monica way out in santa monica and the girl that bought it lives around Silver Lake Echo Park. So I, I got kind of excited when I saw it. I was like, it's alive. It's alive. <laughs> it had the same sticker on the back that says uh, Charles River Saab and everything. Oh, so it's still functioning. That's good. Oh, it looked great. Like it had a new clutch on it, so it shifts great. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, that's good. The Sob yeah. lives on. Mine is uh, was donated to some family in need up in Vermont. So I hope they're rallying it around in the snow. Well, this one, will I think it'll be okay because it's in California now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, would you uh, like to do a stacked or whacked? Sure. All right. All right. So we haven't done this segment in a while. Just excuse me if I'm not as smooth, but uh, this week's stacked or whacked is... So I'm just going to say, I don't know what this category is. I guess it's luxury with a price. This category is luxury at a price, with a price. Okay? uh okay. so Stactor, this number one stacked or whacked you get to live in a cool big house in silver lake but there's a chimpanzee named james who wears tiny overalls and he lives in the other end of the house and he keeps mostly to himself is that stacked or whacked okay so there's a chimpanzee named james in this big house in silver lake and it's a nice house like i have my own Uh, driveway right like i don't have to worry about parking and i've got like a yard and everything yeah but there's this chimpanzee named james why does he have overalls he uh, he just prefers them he can take care of himself uh and he so he doesn't uh poop himself like he knows how to take the overalls down and go to the bathroom and he's like a, a he could do everything himself yeah he's just uh he's a chimpanzee how does he get food and all that? He has it delivered. Uh, he has a benefactor, the same benefactor that rents the house for both of you, takes care of James, mm. but you don't see him. But <laughs> So he might. his uh, man helper will bring groceries maybe and like take out the trash, or James could take the trash out, but he can drive James to doctor's appointments. Yeah, and, be- and you share a living room and you share a kitchen, but you get your own bathroom, so you each get your own bathroom. And it's a nice big house. It looks cool, like something George Clooney would live in or something. Well, is he is he a jerk? James? No, he's he's quiet and keeps to himself, but if he's Well, what's the downside of living with James then? Well, it's just you got a little chimp pansy and he sits on the couch. Like you might be eating breakfast and he's just quietly across from you. You know, you can't really communicate with him because he's a chimpanzee. So it's just a little unsettling. I think because I have heard they can like suddenly flip out and uh, really hurt people sometimes. So could be, but is there not, any danger of he's that? He's not known to. He's not known to. Okay. I think I'd be, this would be stacked because from what you're telling me, James is a great, great guy. He keeps to himself for the most part. I mean, it'd just be like having a mellow roommate as long as he has a good history and hasn't like pulled anyone's hands off or anything mm-hmm. i think uh yeah i'd say that's stacked yeah that'd be great i'd do that oh. and wait i don't have to pay rent i just kind of can live in the house as long as james is there yeah okay <clears throat> all right uh number two uh you get a free tesla model x uh to drive around from the same benefactor that gave you the house but uh, again James the chimpanzee must quietly ride shotgun at all times on every trip out of the house uh, and he's dressed as Elon Musk. And he sits wait, but how do what? You have to you have to let him ride shotgun. So say you're going to pick up a friend. They have to sit in the back cuz mm-hmm. James is in shotgun. <laughs> wait, what does uh, Elon Musk dress like? The chimp is dressed like Elon Musk because you're in a Tesla. Yeah, tussle. and what does that what does that look like? Oh, uh, he has well, a, like a, a leather jacket. jacket and maybe some bootcut jeans, maybe uh, mm-hmm. sunglasses. And he just kind of peacefully sits there, but he's blocking me from sit, having a yeah. friend. Or if you're if your mom yeah. if your parents came to visit, they'd have to sit in the back because James would be in the front. If you're picking up, see, this is kind of like encroaching on my life a little too much i i don't think who is this benefactor anyways and why why does the benefactor want james to be in the, my life so much you know or do i just it's, i don't know it's a mystery yeah you don't know why see that would be unsettling because it's like i don't like being someone's puppet and i could i could tolerate him being in the house because it's a house but then driving around with james in the in the seat next to me then i have to t- show the world that i'm someone's puppet and like that this isn't my call you know yeah so i don't i think that'd be whack i i'm sorry i don't i don't need to drive that i can drive like a little some other car you know some little economical car as long as i can leave james behind leave him in the house okay or even in the back seat i wouldn't care if he's in the back seat okay So that's whacked. All right, that's whacked. All right, and number three, uh, you get a free private Learjet. But again, James, the chimpanzee, must be allowed to quietly be the co-pilot while wearing a tiny pilot costume. So he's not flying the jet. (laughs) Uh, The pilot, there's a man who's a pilot. He's your personal pilot. Mm -hmm. He's flying the jet. James is sitting in as a co-pilot. So in the event that the main pilot would have a medical emergency the only one available to fly would be james or yourself uh Hmm. but odds are he he, odds are it wouldn't come to that ever but the rest of the time so it's pretty much like flying around with one pilot and no backup so hmm but it is a, my own Learjet, and I've heard like people have crazy parties on Learjets because there are no rules when you're up in the air like that. So I think it would be great having a chimp on board because it would just add to the chaos of the party and the fun. Like maybe James could come back and dance around with people, you know, while we're spraying champagne against the walls and stuff like that. That's what you do on uh, the jet. You just celebrate something, like give someone's birthday or something like that. Yeah, and and I think I would secretly take lessons so that i could actually be the co-pilot i'd be the real co-pilot like if things got bad i would throw james out of the cockpit and lock the door and then i would fly all right well you know don't tell the so i think that would be stacked yeah yeah i think that'd be stacked to have like james hanging out on the learjet yeah okay all right so uh for this week's stacked or whacked you are you think that living in a house in Silver Lake with a chimpanzee named James is stacked. It's whacked to have him ride shotgun, and it is stacked to have him be your co pilot. So that's an overwhelming two thirds majority stacked. You want to hang out with a chimp named James uh, if given the opportunity. Yeah, with overalls. Yeah, yeah, with overalls. All right. All right. Well, that was a. It's good to be back with Stacked or Whack. I, I just got a rush of adrenaline right now doing it and uh yeah it's, i feel it's good to be back it's good to see you yeah my heart is racing right now with this <laughs> this all this stacked whacked energy so um yeah do you have anything else to uh add or, uh, before we close this out no i think that's good we're gonna be consistent again uh from now on all right so stacking wood is back it's great to talk to you again josh now it's uh Boston and Los Angeles, but still same bi-coastal uh, theme going on. So we're still good, and uh, we're going to have some guests coming up. We're going to have a more consistent show once again. Welcome back to Stacking Wood with Josh and Travis Wyman, and until next time, stack that wood, baby! Stack that wood! Woo! Woo! <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah! <laughs> Yeah, next, uh. yeah. <laughs>